Wednesday, Tay listeners, and happy birthday, Taylor Swift. My name is Danny, And my name is Olivia. We are your co-hosts of Tay Learning. Today, we've got something fun. I mean, fun isn't exactly the right word, but it doesn't feel like the wrong word either. We're just mm-hmm. starting a new mini-series today that me and Olivia are really excited about. We've been talking about doing this since before season three premiered. Obviously, it's Taylor Swift's birthday, so it's a national holiday. So that's awesome. But this is a really exciting day to be able to kick this off, a really exciting story, and a really exciting moment to engage with all of you, Tay listeners. We're really excited for this one because we feel like this upcoming miniseries will help us to get to know you guys better, help you guys build relationships with us because we're just, Danny and I are just talking to each other about obscure Taylor Swift facts and hoping that you enjoy it. But this opens up the dialogue between you guys and us if you ever want to open it up. This is our new advice column series and we're so excited that we get to be there for you guys as friends, as fellow Swifty buddies. We just can't wait to get this whole thing started. Something, Olivia, that you said last week that I really loved was part of what makes Taylor Swift Taylor Swift and has made her just this absolute beast in the industry is that her music is applicable for so many people's experiences, particularly and oftentimes women, but really anybody can relate yeah. to Taylor Swift's music. And when we get the opportunity to apply her songs directly to an experience in our lives, in your lives, in anybody's lives, it's what got Taylor Swift to where she is today is her storytelling and the ability to help you work through those emotions with her lyrics. So the fact that we get to use our advice column. Again, we're not qualified to be giving advice. Let's just start there. But <laughs> our friend adv- to friend advice, you know. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> we're, we're not counselors. We're not therapists. But mm-hmm. from an outsider perspective, we have the opportunity as a third party to take Taylor Swift's discography that we are intimately familiar with and apply her music to your life situations. We've said before when talking about the muses, one of the least interesting things about Taylor Swift as a person is who she's dated. But arguably, one of the most interesting things about Taylor Swift as a person is the situations that have happened to her that oftentimes relate to relationships that create the art that we can personally apply to our lives, which is what we're getting at today with our newest series, Dear Tay Listener. And we had a very, very special request as the debut to this series. We had one of our Tay listeners named Kelsey reach out to us via email several weeks ago, and she kind of helped us to develop this idea of doing the Dear Tay Listener series here for us to like help give advice and to help apply Taylor Swift songs to your situations if you need it. So we're so happy that Kelsey reached out to us and we are looking forward to sharing her story with you for anyone that potentially could relate to this specific event that she needs help deciding what to do and how to handle it. So if you can relate to her, hopefully you also feel like we're talking to you with this episode because we are. A couple housekeeping items before we jump into it. Of course, as always, we do have a playlist that's going to be attached to this episode in the description. So especially if you're going through anything even mildly similar to what our girl Kelsey is going through and you want to use these songs to help you kind of get past that barrier or to help you cope with your situation, that playlist, as always, is attached in the description. And again, please review us wherever you listen. Share us. Obviously, this community gets better the bigger it grows. But if you review us on Apple Podcasts, you could end up on our website, on our front page of our website with the reviews. If you 
write your review out. So please give us a review wherever you listen. Again, I'm biased towards you giving us five stars, but like I literally can't make you do that. So review is how you deem necessary. Last housekeeping item once again. And as always, we're going to hear from our sponsors and we'll meet you back here in just a minute. So we're going to just hop right into Kelsey's story. I do have our original email from her that she approved us sharing with everybody. It just details exactly what she needs help with. Without further ado, let's get into it. Wait, with further ado, names have been changed to protect privacy. Yeah, that's important. Yes. Kelsey's name is not Kelsey, but we're referring to her as Kelsey. Kelsey said, quote, My neighbor and I became besties a few years ago, and she is the one who started opening my eyes to all things Taylor. I've always liked our girl Tay and had a few songs I liked more than others until Midnight's hit. As soon as I started listening, it sparked my interest into a semi-obsession. As I grew into a stronger stan, she and I grew stronger together. Life was bliss with our kids running around and husbands hanging out as we bonded over every detail of every song. Our husbands even planned a trip for us to go to the Eras Tour in Vegas. It was more than I could have dreamed of. After we got back from Vegas, I found out that my best friend slash neighbor and my husband had been having a relationship for a year that neither her husband nor I knew about. To spare you the details, I can just say that my world has been turned upside down completely. I've been working in therapy with my husband, and although it hasn't been pretty, we are getting through this. Ultimately, I'm having such a hard time mourning the betrayal from my best girlfriend. I haven't said a word to her since the day I found out about this. I have racked my brain trying to decide what I would want to say to her if I did say something. I wish I could bring myself to get on the level of better than revenge or look what you made me do, but my hurt hits deeper than that. This girl was supposed to have my back more than anyone in certain ways. Instead, she instigated my own version of Castle's crumbling. So here I am, swallowing my pride, as I still live steps away from this person, asking the two of you to help me find the best words from any of Taylor's songs to paint a picture of the happiness and hurt this person brought to my life. If you have any other genius ways to handle this, I'll take that as well. Is she even worth my energy? I wish a double betrayal on absolutely no one. Hey, listeners, I'm sure you can imagine when we got that email, which Olivia did condense for the sake of the story, but it's all true. When we got that email, we were in absolute disbelief. And the immediate reaction that we had was to jump towards a lot of anger towards the husband. We've been in communication with Kelsey, and we've decided that he is being handled by Kelsey on Kelsey's terms and Kelsey's own way. He's facing the consequences of her actions. She knows what to do with that situation. That's not what she needs help with. She needs help with the girlfriend betrayal. So, Tay listeners, while it's really easy to be angry at the husband in this, and you're not alone in that feeling, I guarantee it, Mm-hmm. That is not what this episode is about. It's about how to handle the girlfriend. To that point, though, if you are listening and you have a similar situation and you're using this episode to help you cope, apply the songs and the lyrics we're going to talk about in any way that you need to any person you might need. Even if Kelsey is not applying these lyrics to her husband because she's handling it in her own way, that does not mean that you cannot. And another important note that after this original email, Kelsey reached out to us and said that this ex friend who is her neighbor, her her direct next door neighbor that she has to see every day, 
has reached out to her via email, profusely apologizing and trying to make up reasons as to why what happened happened. And she's noticed that her ex-friend neighbor has been getting close to other neighbor couples in the neighborhood, and it almost feels like a direct replacement. So there's a lot of things going on here. And as Danny so eloquently put, we're not focusing on the husband because he's being taken care of. But the grief of losing a best friend, especially in a way like this, is so, so valid. So when Olivia and I were talking about how best to give advice for a situation like this, a situation, mind you, that Olivia nor I have ever personally been in, we were trying to think of how people cope. And obviously, there's the five stages of grief, but going through all of Taylor's songs specifically through the five stages of grief doesn't exactly seem right. And also, it's been months since this happened. So instead, we decided to take a few of those stages and break the songs up by how our girl Kelsey wants to feel in the moment. Because getting over something this devastating takes stages, and it's Mm -hmm. going to be ebbs and flows and waves of emotion, happiness that it's over, while also devastation and anger and spite and hurt. And there's just so many feelings missing that person even though they did you wrong like that is also such a normal feeling to feel while Danny and I have not experienced this specific situation we've both dealt with best friend fallouts before that weren't clean or pretty and hurt and we had to talk about and analyze for so long so while we're not qualified in the specifics of this situation like with direct experience We also have experienced best friend fallouts. So that is what we're here for. Exactly. And best friend fallouts, in my opinion, can be and oftentimes are more devastating than relationship fallouts. You really open yourself up to people when you become friends with them, particularly women, I think. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, men might not have the fallouts that women have, but do men really know each other? I mean, they do. I'm not trying to be a misandrist, but like there are things that I feel like women really intimately understand and share with one another. So when you stop being friends, it feels so personal and so hurtful and so devastating. And at the same time, how do you process that emotion? Even years later, it's been years since my last major friendship breakup. And every now and again, I still feel some nostalgia and some ennui surrounding that relationship and how that person did me so fucking dirty, but I'm still upset and I'm still missing it sometimes. So I get you, Kelsey, and I think that a lot of our listeners are going to relate to you. So to that point, we've decided to break our songs up into three different categories. The first category is for when you're angry, petty, bitter. It's so, so easy in situations like this to feel that angry emotion first, right? Something so awful, so offensive happening to you by someone who was supposed to be loyal to you because, well, you know, this is her platonic girlfriend. You do owe a level of loyalty, especially when it comes to your friend's significant others. That's messed up. So it's so easy to lean into that angry emotion, which is why we're starting with it first. You got to get all those angry feelings out to start processing and grieving fully and working to getting over it. We have to get through the angry feelings together. I'm not saying that you shouldn't have angry feelings because you are so warranted in having those angry feelings. That is so, 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 so valid. So we're going to give you some outlets to experience those angry feelings. 
And anger is a normal emotion. You are not emotional or crazy or being dramatic for feeling angry and wanting to get that anger out. But you can't really move on to the next couple stages we're talking about until that anger has been exhausted and put to bed a little bit. You can always re-experience it. I still ignite my anger about past relationships and situations much later, but I've had time to go through that anger cycle and get to the next part of grieving. Mm -hmm. That being said, our next cycle that we're going to talk about is just for when you're sad. And this is another completely normal part of it. Like no matter how angry you were before, you can be sad that it's over, sad that it happened, sad that you can't reach out to them anymore or shouldn't reach out to them anymore. Personally, for me, when I'm in situations where someone hurts me, this is where I lean on Taylor's music the most. I I don't think I've ever turned to Taylor's music personally for anger, but woo, she gets me when I'm sad and it makes my relationship with Taylor, my parasocial one-sided relationship with Taylor so much stronger because I feel... Like she's gone through what I've gone through, even if she hasn't exactly. So this is probably one of my favorite categories. Taylor Swift has a very unique and special way of taking that sadness and putting it into words of like these feelings that you didn't even realize that you had or that you you couldn't possibly get through the tears because sometimes I'm just crying and I don't know why I'm crying. And then I listen to a Taylor Swift song and I'm like, that's why I'm crying. She gets it. Girl gets it. Now, once you're past the anger and the sadness, we can get towards that final stage of grief and the final stage we're going to talk about today, which is acceptance. And once you've accepted that this is where things are at and you've moved on, everything is a little bit brighter, but you have to go through a lot of shit to get there. And the acceptance isn't easy either. People talk about that last stage of grief as though it's so relieving. And in some ways it is, but it also kind of sucks because once it's over, it's over. There's this line in the movie, Someone Great, the one that Taylor Swift wrote Death by a Thousand Cuts about, Mm -hmm. where one of the characters says to another character, you're heartbroken. It's a blessing. Live in this heartbreak as long as you can, because once it's over, it's over. And I think about that line all of the time because it's so real of living in the hurt sucks. But once the hurt's done, it also kind of sucks. I think another thing that people don't really like talk about or a lot of people don't even realize about the level of acceptance or the stage of acceptance, if you will, is you have to consistently work to stay in that stage of acceptance for as long as that stage lasts. There's a stage of indifference that I think is really awesome, but not all people, I think, make it to that ultimate page of truly not caring about that person again, especially when you love them really deeply. I know for me in my past friendships or even romantic relationships, I did have to try really hard once I hit that level of acceptance of I'm done being sad and crying every day. I'm not acutely angry anymore, but I did have to make sure I wouldn't slide back into that sad feeling and just like stay at that. This is good for me that it's over. It's okay. I'm going to be fine. And you have to kind of talk yourself into staying there. I looked up the quote from someone great so that I could get it exactly right. It said, you've been blessed with a broken heart. When it doesn't hurt anymore, that's when it's really over. Live in this as long as you can. And when I first heard that quote, I was actively brokenhearted. This is before Lover came out. I was Mm -hmm. like, fuck you. I don't want to live in this as long as I can. And it's taken me years of retrospect to realize that my interpretation of that line is if you don't live in the sadness and the anger fully, 
you can't live in the acceptance fully. And mm-hmm. again, you can backslide a little bit. You, It's a fight, like Olivia said, to feel like you fully accepted it. But if you just rush straight to the acceptance or try to without processing those emotions, those grief-filled emotions, you're not really going to accept it. And that's where Taylor's music comes into play to help remind you why you are where you are in your journey. Speaking of her music and journeys, let's start with those angry, petty, and bitter songs. Because this episode would be five hours long if we analyzed each song we talked about, instead, we plucked a specific lyric or two out of each song to apply directly to Kelsey's situation. And the first song, the most obvious friendship breakup song, is Bad Blood. I like Bad Blood for this because it's fun to relate to Taylor as much as possible. And Bad Blood is about a friend breakup. So I think this one is awesome for Kelsey to relate to because it's all about a friend fucking up and not necessarily forgiving that friend either because I don't think in this situation, especially for Kelsey, that her ex-friend needs to be forgiven. You can move on without forgiving, as Taylor has said in a more eloquent way than I ever could. But Bad Blood specifically has lines like, did you think that we'd be fine? I've still got scars on my back from your knife. So don't think that it's in the past. These kind of wounds, they last and they last. Now, did you think it all through? All these things will catch up to you and time can heal, but this won't. So if you're coming my way, just don't. That last line is particularly applicable because she is trying to reach back out to Kelsey. The friend is. Mm -hmm. She is trying to rekindle something. And no, Kelsey has a right to be mad. This entire situation is fucked up. It's fucked up to betray the trust of your friend like what she did. Unreal. Unreal. And she had her own husband. So she betrayed the trust of her friend and her own husband and her children for that matter. Mm -hmm. So yeah, be mad. Be angry. Absolutely. The next rage song is my favorite from debut, and that's Should Have Said No. And I like Should Have Said No for this one in particular, because if we ignore Taylor's real life situation of A, this being about a boy, and B, although we haven't broken it down on the podcast, her eventually getting back together with that boy, I think it's important to live in these lyrics of like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Did you really think- You fucked up. And did you really think I wasn't going to find out about it? And you knew that you were wrong because, I mean, the song outlines all the reasons that he knew that he was wrong. But the hook really solidifies this as being applicable here. You should have said no. You should have gone home. You should have thought twice before you let it all go. And you should have known that word about what you did with her, him, would get back to me. Yeah. Was it really worth it? They were in a relationship for over a year. And at no point during that year did she think to say no. Did she think to say this is wrong? Unreal. And with the context of this ex-friend reaching out to Kelsey, like continuing in the chorus of, I should have been there in the back of your mind. I shouldn't be asking myself why. You shouldn't be begging for forgiveness at my feet. Should have said no, baby. This is a good song to rage to for this situation. Absolutely. Kelsey, if you are not thriving, scream singing this song, I highly recommend. It's cathartic for sure. Next up, we have I Bet You Think About Me. And while this isn't an angry song per se, it's definitely petty. And I think definitely relevant to the situation given that a big bonding point for Kelsey and her ex-friend was Taylor Swift. They're the ones that share the magical experience of the Eras Tour together. And the Eras Tour is not over yet. Taylor is at the peak of her career as of right now. 
you cannot escape Taylor Swift. You cannot escape the Eras tour. Every time that that friend thinks about Taylor Swift, a part of her, whether she addresses it or not, will think about Kelsey and will think about what she has done. And being unfaithful, objectively bad. Being unfaithful with your best friend's husband, objectively really fucking bad. So she will have to come to terms with that at some point. Some lines that we pull from this song specifically, besides just the entire song itself. I don't have to be your shrink to know that you'll never be happy. And I bet you think about me. I love that lyric. And I feel it's really applicable here because you'll never be happy. You had a husband and kids and me as a best friend, and you still went fishing for more. You'll never be happy. If all of that didn't make you happy, what will? Especially in Kelsey's situation of explaining life was bliss when we were best friends and we would have cookouts together and our kids would play together. Why do we have to mess that up? The next song, this is kind of a coping song, but it is a little bit angry, especially in the bridge. And that's going to be Mean from Speak Now. I'm going to start with the lyrics that we pulled from Mean, which are, but all you are is mean and a liar and pathetic and alone in life and mean and mean and mean and mean. This part of the song is when it gets bitter and angry and petty. And Taylor is right to be mad when she's singing this song. Kelsey, you're right to be mad when you are singing this song. You can be so mad at your friend for what she did because, frankly, what she did was pathetic. And she did lie to you for over a year. And she will always be alone at heart. If these are the kind of stunts that she pulls, who will stand by somebody who does this consistently? And while like you're looking at her life, befriending the other neighbors on the block, a peace of mind for you is that people will see through her shit eventually one way or the other and until she figures her shit out. If she actually does figure her shit out and becomes a better person and friend, that is obviously best case scenario but we know that's not going to happen anytime soon i also like this song for at least for me when i'm thinking about my past situations Mm i've liked to sing this song to remind myself who the people that i'm not friends with anymore really were at least to me they're the villain in my story but not in theirs and not in other people's but to me they were pathetic and a liar and alone in life they were the bad guy in my story and i've looked back fondly with nostalgia at relationships that have been so against my self-interest and I've had to remind myself no 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 no, they're mean and mean and mean and mean and that could be used in this situation too of just reminding yourself of who they are next up we have tell me why the lines that we pulled here were you took a swing I took it hard and down here from the ground I see who you are obviously in this scenario Kelsey's friend took the swing a year and of course Kelsey took it hard and when you're looking at a situation metaphorically from the ground it's really interesting to see exactly where they thought of you or where your friend thought of you as as beneath her your feelings were beneath what she was willing to take into account to do what she wanted to do which was your husband the fact that this relationship had gone on for a year that was a year of her faking it they went to the eras tour together Also, the hook of this song, the I know that you see what you're doing to me. Tell me why I would be raging with this song. Why? Why'd you do this? Was it worth it? It couldn't have been worth it because it's not like they ran off into the sunset together. You're still married. The next song, and this one seems pretty obvious, but it is a lot of fun to rage with. And that's this is why we can't have nice things. 
And I really like this song because it's a really petty way kind of to get over those feelings. So you don't have to be ragey. You can just be like, this is why we can't have nice things because you break them and then I take them away. And the lines that we pulled from the song are, and here's to you because forgiveness is a nice thing to do. I can't even say it with a straight face. And this is why we can't have nice things, darling. I didn't do that whole, <laughs> I can't even say it with a straight face, but it's implied because in this scenario, she is coming back to Kelsey and trying to like beg for forgiveness like we talked about earlier. No, she doesn't deserve the forgiveness. You know what, no. Kelsey? You can forgive her privately for you, but forgiving her to her, you don't have to do that. And like Taylor Swift said, you don't have to forgive and forget to move on. One of my all-time favorite Taylor Swift quotes. They think that you have to forgive and forget to move on. No, you don't. No, you don't. You can just choose to move on. Another bonus line from This Is Why We Can't Have Nice Things. I know this is going out in the podcast episode, but I'm just channeling like what I would tell my in-person girlfriends. And now like Kelsey and I, like we're girlfriends too. We've been emailing back and forth. So I'm telling this to you, Kelsey. What you need to do, take a picture with your other friends and post. Here's a toast to my real friends as the captain. <sighs> Hey, Taylor Swift just taught us that being messy is sometimes okay. <laughs> That's what I would do. <laughs> if you don't want to address her head on and you need to be a little petty for a while, nothing wrong with that. Next up, we have Look What You Made Me Do. And Kelsey, hear us out. We know that you told us in the email that you can't get on the level of Look What You Made Me Do, but maybe we can talk through it and help you to resonate with some of these lyrics in a way that doesn't feel super bitter and angry, right? What we pulled is, but I got smarter. I got harder in the nick of time. Honey, I rose up from the dead. I do it all the time. I got a list of names and yours is in red underlined. I check it once, then I check it twice. I love this set of lyrics because it doesn't really focus on, look what you made me do. Look what you just made me do. You know, and just is more about you and how you're handling this situation with grace, despite having every valid reason not to handle it with grace. And especially with her living right next door to you, I do think it's important for you to carry yourself well in any situation where she could see you. Exactly. Because her seeing you as sad or seeing you as however she might see you. I, we don't know this girl. I don't know how she's seeing you as someone to be pitied, as someone who's the enemy. We don't know how she sees you, but you need to keep your head up because you are not somebody to be pitied, especially not by her. Okay. You can get through this song and you don't have to do anything. Look what you made me do. You don't actually have to do anything. You know what the doing thing is for you is keeping your head up and moving on in a it's really, wrong. really shit situation. Yeah. The last song on our rage songs is Picture to Burn. And guys, you knew that this one was coming because this is like the OG rage anthem from mm -hmm. our girl. It's so easy to get angry and fired up when you hear this song because the subject of the song fucked up and really hurt Taylor and deserved to have his picture burned, just like you should be burning your photos if you're ready to move on. Now, I'm a hypocrite. I still have photos on my phone of a few of my ex-friends that I'd rather never hear from again. But if you can bring yourself to do it, burn the photos, aka delete them. The lyrics that we pulled from Picture to Burn was the opening, state the obvious, I didn't get my perfect fantasy. I realize you love yourself more than you could ever love me. And I picked that oh. line specifically because if she loved you enough, she would not have done what she did. And it's important that you know that. Yes. I was just going to say that's such a banger line for this whole situation because 
we're about to get into the sad songs, but we're going to kind of allow that sadness to bloom and talk about how it's okay to miss your ex-friend. But if you ever need a fire under you to not miss her, I think it's a really, really great point that Danny made to latch on to about how if she were ever a good friend, if she ever loved you the way that you deserve to be loved by a friend, this never would have even crossed her mind ever. bare minimum, I think, in a friendship is to not have sex with their significant other. Yeah, that's not even a requirement because it shouldn't even be a consideration. You shouldn't have to like vet your friends to be like, are you going to sleep with my partner? That's absolutely insane. That is literally the bare minimum. And I think in order to get into the you love your friend, you get beyond the bare minimum expectations. So I don't believe that she ever loved you in the way that you deserve to be loved. And remind yourself of that whenever you have those feelings of, oh, I miss her. Maybe, but she does not miss you the way that you miss her. Mm-hmm. She, she may miss have. what you were able to like give in her life since so she seems to be the taker type person. Exactly. She can't possibly miss you the way that you miss her. She didn't love you like you loved her. Let's talk about sadness. Oh, my favorite category. I love to be a sad girl. (laughs) Then kick us off because the first sad song listed is your favorite from debut. Yeah, my favorite from debut is Cold As You. And this one has a bitter edge to it too, which is fun to mix with that like sadness. And I'm talking like sit on the floor to candlelight sadness. And this one can kind of help you to channel those sad feelings if you're not trying to have a sad day. The lyrics we pulled are just walk away. Ain't no use defending words that you will never say. And now that I'm sitting here thinking it through, I've never been anywhere cold as you. And that's where like that bitter edge comes into it. It's like, I've never been anywhere as cold as you. You did this to me, but you can still be sad about it. It's a slow, beautiful, sad song. And this song is a really good song to tie back into what we just talked about, Picture to Burn, of reminding yourself that what she did was, in my opinion, fundamentally unforgivable because only a cold person, only a cold-hearted human could do that to somebody that they cared about. Cared about. I'm using air quotes. As we get into sadness, this is where we're going to like be less bitter too with our advice, I feel like, because we've been through front breakups and they're so messy and back and forth and up and down. And while we don't think she loved you as much as you loved her, the way that you loved her, she loved you to her capacity, but her capacity's shit. (laughs) She felt like she loved you with all her heart, I'm sure, but her capacity is bullshit. She needs to work on that. So the next sad song we have is My Tears Ricochet. I feel like this song is so applicable to this situation of really just those feelings of just devastation and heartbreak throughout the whole thing and feeling like your trust was broken by somebody you really cared about. And when Taylor wrote this song, she had a similar situation, not of a friend fallout, but of someone that she loved and cared about. So I think this is a good cry to song. And the lyrics we pulled were, I didn't have it in myself to go with grace. And so the battleships will sink beneath the waves. You had to kill me, but it killed you just the same. Cursing my name, wishing I stayed. You turned into your worst fears. I feel like this is a good time to talk about how earlier we were saying, keep your head up. Don't let her see you sad. Let her see you strong. But this song is good to remind yourself that it's okay 
if you don't have a perfect day and she sees you crying through your window because she's your neighbor. Because even if you're not handling it with grace, your feelings are valid and you're going to get through it because what you're feeling and losing her, she lost something too, as she deserved. And so you get to comfort yourself knowing that you're not the only one that's going through it right now, because no matter what you see on the outside from her, I'm sure it has affected her to lose you. The next one is just a sad girl ballad. It's one of my favorite from my past to be sad to. It's I almost do. And we pulled the line specifically. I bet you think I either moved on or hate you because each time you reach out, there's no reply. And the whole premise of the song is about how this person that you broke up with or ended things with, whether that's romantic or platonic, has reaching out to you and you dream of making it up with them. And each time you think about those things, you almost call them up and you're like, actually like, Hey, it's okay. Let's talk through this. Let's like work through this. And that's a normal feeling to feel. I don't think I've ever had a romantic relationship or a platonic friendship that ended cold Turkey. Yeah. It's totally normal to have that feeling of you almost pick up the phone. You almost make that move. But the Mm -hmm. important thing is that you don't also, of course, the line of, Because each time you reach out, there's no reply. There's no reply. Good. There shouldn't be necessarily. She doesn't deserve a reply, in my opinion. We'll talk more once we're done with the songs about how we think you should move forward. But I think you're getting the idea of how we feel. (laughs) The next song is Hoax. Hoax is just such a sad song. It's definitely like light a candle and cry vibes. But the lyrics that we pulled were, you knew it still hurts underneath my scars from when they pulled me apart. You knew the password, so I let you in. You knew you won, so what's the point of keeping score? These lyrics were pulled specifically because I, I can't imagine, Kelsey, that you haven't had this fear of being cheated on and having somebody step out on you, especially with somebody you care about, or just having a friendship betrayal. You had both of those things together. And there's no way that your friend, like an air quote friend, ex-friend, wouldn't know that this stuff would hurt you. Now she's trying to reach out to you. No, she won, quote unquote. She got whatever she wanted, whatever she wanted more than your friendship, which was in that moment, your husband. Or got what she was willing to risk her friendship with you for. Even if she didn't want to ultimately lose you, if she wanted both things, she was still willing to risk her relationship with you ultimately, which we do not have room for friends like that in our lives. Neighbor or not, there are too many people in the world that would be a great fit to be your friend. Mm -hmm. And she is simply not one of them. And it's unfortunate that she's your neighbor. Next up, we have Death by a Thousand Cuts. I love the imagery of this one because it's like looking into a, like a boarded up house and you guys are neighbors, so I'm sure you catch glimpses of her all the time. But the lines that we specifically pulled were, I asked the traffic lights if it'll be all right. They say, I don't know. And what once was ours is no one's now. I see you everywhere. The only thing we share is this small town. I think it goes perfectly with the situation because it sounds like you can't get away from her. Like one way or another, like what I'm getting from your messages is that you're worried that you do have to figure out a way to confront her or talk to her or deal with it somehow because she's right in your face every day. I mean, like even if she isn't outside or you don't see her through the window, you're pulling into your driveway and her house is right there. Her car is right there. You can see if she's home or not. Even if you aren't trying to look or know, you can't avoid it. The really vulnerable line here, I think, is as the traffic lights, if it'll be all right, they say, I don't know. You don't know if you're going to be all right in these 
moments. So like, I feel like this is a perfect song to listen to when you're experiencing that. If you just want to kind of revel in that feeling and allow yourself to slip into a sad girl moment of, I don't know how it's going to be okay, but I just want to get this sad feeling out. Agreed. I think that the song fits the situation really well, even though it's about a romantic relationship. Moving on from that romantic relationship or friendship has to be devastating, especially when you have this small town together or in this scenario when it's a neighbor, but understanding that it's normal to have this complete uncertainty about what's going to happen in the future. But all that you know right now is that you're moving on. The next song for sad songs is You're Not Sorry. Lines we pulled from You're Not Sorry are, looking so innocent, I might believe you if I didn't know, could have loved you all my life if you hadn't left me waiting in the cold, and you got your share of secrets, and I'm tired of being last to know, and now you're asking me to listen because it's worked each time before. Could have loved you all my life doesn't necessarily mean romantic in my opinion. For the sake of this song, yes, but Also, you could have been friends with this person all of your life, but she left you waiting in the cold. She did something really nasty. And I don't know who all knew about the affair, Kelsey, before it came out, but the whole you've got your share of secrets and I'm tired of being the last to know – You were the last to know of the people that it mattered to know that this was happening. It's awful that this happened to you and that you were left on the outside of whatever was happening between them. It shouldn't have been happening at all. But the fact that they were secretive enough to keep it from you to where you didn't suspect anything to where you didn't catch it. It's just it's it's lies, lies, lies. Yeah. And I feel like the hook of this song too is awesome for this situation as well of you don't have to call anymore. I won't pick up the phone. This is the last straw. Don't want to hurt anymore. And you're telling me that you're sorry, but I don't believe you, baby, like I did before. You're not sorry. Like I know that she wrote out her email to you with profuse apologies, but is she sorry that it happened or is she sorry that you found out and you got hurt by it? You know, because other listeners might be listening to this and might have similar situations, but not exactly. I think that I think that the line you just said of are you sorry that it happened or sorry that you got caught is something that people say all the time but is really really important here because say say you found out that your boyfriend well take it away from Kelsey for a minute say that you mm-hmm. found out that your boyfriend had sex with somebody that he met at a bar got hammered and slept together or slept with a girl woke up in the morning and he's like who are you and he left and he goes to tell you that person is sorry that he did it sorry that it happened and then say that same guy starts you know seeing that chick on the side it's just a side piece doesn't have any feelings but it's just a side piece and does it for a while and then you look through his phone and you find out that he's doing this and he's like i'm so sorry that man's not sorry he did it that man is sorry that he got caught that's the difference continue to do it despite seeing you every day People make mistakes every single day. Everybody makes at least one mistake every single day, no matter how small or how big. That's Everybody really makes mistakes. Everybody, Everybody has those has mistakes every day. That's so human. It's part of the human experience to make mistakes. And I think another part of the human experience is to communicate those mistakes to the people you care about. And if they leave you on your ass for making the mistake that you made, unfortunately, it's still a mistake that you made. But it's significantly worse to keep making that same mistake over and over and over again, knowing damn well it's a mistake in the hopes that you won't get caught. That is the worst of the type of mistake, Mm -hmm. the type of mistakes you can make. It's just those types of people that will just put 
their feelings and their experience first and foremost at all times. They can say that they care about the other person in the situation all day long because they probably do care about the other person. What I've dealt with people like this, whether that's romantic or platonic, I always feel like they care about you and want you in their life for how you can service them, not because they care about you and your experiences and how they can be there for you as a friend. Like they don't want the best for you. They want the best for them and they want you to give them the best that you have. And that doesn't like apply to them too. Next song we have is Breathe. This song is really great because it is rumored that Taylor wrote it about a friendship ending. And the lines that we pulled were, people are people and sometimes it doesn't work out. Nothing we say is going to save us from the fallout. This right here, whatever she's sending you, what could she possibly say? What could she possibly say to make you forgive what she's done? And yeah. that's a hypothetical, but also to any to listeners out there, if you have a situation you're applying this to, actually think, what could they say? And would it even be enough? Because it's okay if it's not enough. Just because yeah. you're devastated about it ending, like we talked about a bunch, doesn't mean that the right move is to go back to it. What do you want them to say? And if they said that, does it change what happened? Does it make you feel like they're trustworthy and a good person and a good friend and worth your time? So the anger is over. The sadness is over. And we've decided that it's time to move into accepting what has happened because life goes on. The world keeps spinning no matter what happens. And you're going to keep spinning with it. So let's talk about some acceptance songs. And when Kelsey reached out to us, she specifically cited a line, words of a sister come back in whispers. So our first song we're going to talk about for acceptance is It's Time to Go. And of course, the lyric we're going to talk about is, when the words of a sister come back in whispers that prove she was not, in fact, what she seemed, not a twin from your dreams. She's a crook who was caught. That old familiar body ache, the snaps from the same little breaks in your soul. You know when it's time to go. We pulled these lyrics specifically because Kelsey referenced them and is feeling them. And it's true. Words of a sister come back in whispers that prove she was not. She's not your sister. She's not your friend. She is somebody who did you really dirty and somebody who loves you like a sister or a close friend wouldn't do those things to you. And again, she's a crook who was caught. She did not own up to it. Or if she did, we don't exactly know how you found out. It doesn't matter. She went for a year. Kelsey, no matter how you found out about this, it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, she was a crook who was caught. And you knew when it was time to end the relationship because you said yourself, the friendship relationship, because you said yourself that you haven't reached out to her since you found out. So you knew, you knew that it was time to cut the cord and that it wasn't worth that conversation. Exactly. And some more lines too that we pulled were, Sometimes giving up is the strong thing. Sometimes to run is the brave thing. Sometimes walking out is the one thing that will find you the right thing. And I feel like this song is perfect for an acceptance level of grief to hype yourself up. Like you will make it without this person. She was a shitty friend anyway. Of course you're going to make it without her. And yes, it might hurt sometimes to move on and to let go fully, but your life is better without someone like that literally draining you. You deserve friends that you're not worried about what they're doing behind your back. Literally giving up is not 
always a failure. And it's so often seen as one when if you're doing what's right for you, that's a success, not a failure. Yeah. And especially in a situation like this, where you second guess if you should just be the bigger person and forgive and try to make up and you miss them. It's so easy to just let it go and fall back into the situation again. So giving up on a relationship is a strong, brave thing to do. And not a lot of people are good at it. It's really hard. I'm not good at it. I've done it, but I'm shit at it. (laughs) Kelsey, you're better than me. Better is an interesting word, but when I've had my past friend breakups, I have tried and tried and reached out and reached out despite them doing something objectively bad to me. I've tried to mend things. And for what? It's never once worked out, but I do it anyway. You've had some really extreme friend breakups too that they weren't like this specifically, but when you told me about these stories and I experienced one of these like firsthand with you, like watching it go down and your friend breakups are also wild. So like, listen to Danny here. (laughs) I wish that I had the strength to walk out. And Taylor says in these lines, you know, when it's time to go, knowing when it's time to go doesn't mean that you'll actually walk out the door. So the fact, Kelsey, that you had the ability to emotionally disconnect when you needed to is admirable at the least. The next song, and I think this one, Olivia, before we hopped on hot mics, you said that this should be like the anthem for moving on for Kelsey. And I think it's the anthem for moving on for most people. But really here, we have the song Closure, which a lot of people don't like because the pots and pans opening. But I love Closure, okay? Skip a few seconds if it bothers you, Kelsey. You got to listen to the song. You have to like get this song like injected into your veins. I'm a closure pots and pans apologist, all right? (laughs) But the lyrics that we pulled specifically, even though I think this whole song works, are don't treat me like some situation that needs to be handled. I'm fine with my spite. And we pulled those lyrics because she's reaching out to you and trying to mend things. You're not a situation that needs to be handled. Her trying to find these replacements that you mentioned of her trying to find new friends. That's not, you're not a situation. She might be trying to find a new friend situation. You are a person with feelings that she consistently disrespected for over a year so you don't need her closure Mm -mm. reading through the lyrics of this song i feel like just you can apply everything in this song to your situation specifically i know i'm just a wrinkle in your new life staying friends would iron it out so nice the easiest non-confrontational thing for you to do with her being your neighbor is just forgive her That's so easy. And I bet she wants that. I bet she's uncomfortable coming home every day and seeing your house and seeing your car in the driveway and catching glimpses of you going to check the mail. Guilty, guilty, reaching out across the sea that you put between you and me, but it's fake. It's so unnecessary. She's reaching out to you because she fucked up, because she feels guilty as she should. Mm -hmm. But she fucked up. She caused this to happen. Highly, highly recommend leaning on this song if you haven't already, Kelsey. The next one is another really great Evermore song, Happiness. This one I really love because for me, getting over things and truly moving on, I need to accept that there were good things too. I have a, I can't move on thinking that like every single good thing was fake because likely over a year's worth of interactions, likely not every single interaction was fake. While there were underlying things that were shitty that were happening, that doesn't make some of your good friend moments with her not meaningful. It just makes her a really selfish person that didn't care about you in the situation. But the Eras tour was a magical time. Learning about Taylor with her was a magical time. 
having fun and laughing with her was a magical time. And it's okay to acknowledge that while also acknowledging that this isn't good for you anymore and you need to let go. The lines that we pulled are, honey, when I'm above the trees, I see this for what it is. But now I'm right down in it. All the years I've given is just shit we're dividing up. Showed you all of my hiding spots. I was dancing when the music stopped. And in the disbelief, I can't face reinvention. I haven't met the new me yet. I love these lyrics applied here because there's some self-actualization from Taylor singing this of when she's out of the moment, she can see things for what they are. But she's self-aware enough to know that she's not out of the moment. She's she's mm-hmm. in it and she's feeling it. And Kelsey, you're you're in this and you're feeling it. And when you have the opportunity in this moment of grief where you're accepting things, like Olivia said, it is totally okay to look at the good and the bad and recognize them for being good and bad. I look back on relationships that I had on those friendships that we've talked about. And I, I think about the happy times we had together. And for the longest time, I tried to mentally cut out those mm-hmm. friends from those memories. And that's not a service to me. It took a long time to get to that point, but that's a disservice to pretend like they were not there and they were not a part of that because it was happy at the time. Just because we ended up not being friends anymore and they did bad things to me doesn't mean that the good things didn't happen as they were. And when you have the line, I haven't met the new me yet, you're going to face this reinvention. You are going through a metamorphosis right now and you don't even know it. Take all of these feelings that you're having and understand that that is making you into the person that you're supposed to be. And when you can finally look back on it, you can have that moment of there was happiness because of you, but there will be happiness after you. And both of those things can be true. As Taylor Swift once said. (laughs) The next song we're going to talk about is Clean. And Clean is going to kind of bridge this gap as we get out of these really sad songs and bring us into some of the more happy songs. Clean is still sad and slow and ballady, but it's a little bit more poppy, right? 1989, of course it is. Powering, if you will. Exactly. The lines we pulled from Clean are, Hung my head as I lost the war, and the sky turned black like a perfect storm. Rain came pouring down when I was drowning. That's when I could finally breathe. And by morning, gone was any trace of you. I think I'm finally clean. And we chose the hook of that song because there's this feeling, I imagine, when all of this went down, Kelsey, that somehow you'd failed. And we've talked about that so far in the episode, but this is not a failure on you. This is not something that you have done wrong. You did not lose any war. You have no reason to hang your head or feel like you've done something wrong. But once all of these emotions can stir up, the sadness and the anger and just the devastation of what the past nine months have been, once all of those flood you, it might be the first time that you can really breathe in and move past this and understand that you're moving on. I know that you referenced, Kelsey, um, in your email to us that now you feel like it's your own version of castles crumbling. And I implore you to try to distance yourself from that song because that's a very self-deprecating, this is my fault song. And this is not in any way, shape, or form your fault. I think it's like what Danny was saying is so important to just let yourself feel the natural feelings that you need to feel. And eventually you will be able to move on and be like, wow, I'm finally clean. When Taylor was talking about this song, which we've talked about a lot because of Harry Styles over the past few weeks, when Taylor was talking about this song, she said that she realized she was in London at the same time as an ex and it didn't bother her and she was finally clean. 
I think you're going to have that moment, Kelsey. I think you're going to walk outside to get your paper. I don't know. Do people still get papers anymore? You're going to walk yes. outside. For- As a house owner, they get thrown on our lawn still, and you do have to pick it up. But you, you do pay have to pick for it. it? Lawn. No, what? I don't at least. I live in a city though. Anyway. When you go out to get your paper or get the mail or tend to your lawn or what have you, there will be a moment where you realize, oh, I haven't thought about if my neighbor is going to see me out here. (laughs) And you'll finally be clean. Even if you feel that moment, all these things, like the scenario exactly happens and the next day you're crying. That's okay and normal. You were still clean yesterday. Taylor Swift herself, we don't believe, was fully clean when she wrote clean. So she wrote style the next week. (laughs) Like literally so it's okay to go back and forth but if you have a good day you bask in that good day speaking of having a good day if you're having a great day even you need to get down to karma because she has given you the most perfect petty line here i'm gonna read you what we pulled in full you're terrified to look down because if you dare You'll see the glare of everyone you burn just to get there. It's coming back around. And I keep my side of the street clean. You wouldn't know what I mean. What she did, what your neighbor ex-best friend did, as we've said, is objectively bad. And if we're believing in the Taylor Swift school of thought that karma exists, which I do, then she's got something coming her way. All right? She will be dealt with. We talked about how you're dealing with your husband in your own way. Karma's going to deal with her. Trust. Everyone, she burned just to get where she is. You guys aren't like teenagers. You're not in college. She has a history of friends. And if she was willing to do this to you, her best friend was to say she hasn't done shit like this before to other people. Likely, she, if at her age, she doesn't know how to be a good friend still. She's never been a good friend her entire life. And so I think you can find comfort with that, that it isn't just you. It's literally her. Olivia's the queen of petty here. I think that if you needed another like Instagram caption, I keep my side of the street clean. You wouldn't know what I mean. Is fab. <laughs> because literally, look about the metaphor. You guys live next door to each other on a street. I said what I said. The last song we have to talk about, and I think this is the ultimate I don't give a fuck anthem and the acceptance moment. Again, you can always backslide isn't the right term, but, you know, growth away from the situation is not linear. And that's I forgot that you existed. And we pulled some lyrics that I think are so perfect, and it's basically the hook. But you showed who you are. Then one magical night, I forgot that you existed. And I thought that it would kill me, but it didn't. And it was so nice, so peaceful and quiet. I forgot that you existed. It isn't love. It isn't hate. It's just indifference. That is. Yeah. So, yeah. That is the sickest burn Taylor Swift has ever released. It isn't love. It isn't hate. It's just indifference. The opposite of love has never been hate. It's always been indifference. And one day you will be indifferent about this situation. And it's going to feel so good when you don't think about her anymore. You had a life before she joined it. You will have one after. Mm -hmm. Or if she does cross your mind, you don't feel extremely one way or the other. It's like, yeah, I was friends with her. Not anymore. So those are the songs to help you get through your situation, Kelsey. And if you, Tay listener, have your own situation to apply it to, friendship breakup, boyfriend, girlfriend breakup, family detachments, apply these songs and see how it could kind of change your life a little bit because that's what Taylor's music is meant to do. When Kelsey reached out to us initially and said it wouldn't be a fun episode, but maybe other people can relate, Olivia had this idea of, well, you know what? 
there are probably a lot of situations like this where Taylor's music can help people through it, but they don't know how to take that music and apply it to their lives. So we're yeah. so happy that we can be that funnel for you. And I kind of wish we had somebody to do it for us. I mean, I guess we do it for each other, but right. <laughs> Taylor's music is just so cathartic. And the fact that it can be used like this, I think would make Taylor on a personal level really happy. Happy birthday, Taylor. Happy birthday, Taylor. <laughs> this is your gift. <laughs> <laughs> With that being said, we made it through the songs that we think would be great to jam to. But that leaves us with the big question that Kelsey has given us of what do I do to move forward? What do you think she should do, Danny? Well, the first thing that I'm going to say is while my innate response would be to never talk to her again, she knows what she's done. Everybody has a different way of handling and processing their grief and emotions. And for some people, it's like a zit that needs to be popped to say something. So Kelsey, if you hit a point where you feel the need to say something, where you have to say something, feel free to. But I would never let her back in again, ever. What she did in my brain is entirely unforgivable. I think that if you're going to move on, move up as well. And you cannot do that if you backslide into a friendship with her. I think that you need to carve a path forward in your life with people that benefit your mission and what's close to your heart and your morals. And she has proven that that is not who she is. So get up every day, process the grief and however that day feels like you need to process that grief. And think about where you want to be in five years, who you want to be, who you want to be friends with, where you want to be living, what kind of life you want to have. And there's a good chance that she will not contribute to that story. So I would never talk to her again. And I would just focus on how to get to that life that you want five years from now. Absolutely. I feel like with the situation that you're in, Kelsey, of her living next door to you and how you feel like it's going to come to a head at some time of you have to deal with it in one way or another. It's up to you what your style of dealing with it means. Like, do you deal with it privately and you just never talk to her again? Do you confront her and yell at her and shame her for hurting your feelings? My personal style in the situation where you feel like you can't get away from her no matter what you can just be cold. I'm a big Please. fan of that method. Yeah. yeah, be cold. Respond. You checked it off your list. You responded to her. But keep it cold. Make her wait a couple weeks to sweat it out, right? Let her be a little nervous that you might not reply. And hit her with the most formal. Like, use chat GPT to write <laughs> a formal email. Like, pour your feelings out and say, can you write this professionally? And it'll give you a professional email to send to her of, hello, Thank you for your regards. If you need to <laughs> respond, you don't need to be heartfelt. You don't need to be emotional. No. And I know you live like right next door, but if you're out there getting your mail and she runs out, not that that's what happened, but play with me here. And mm-hmm. she runs out and is like, hey, you haven't responded to my messages. You are well within your rights, Kelsey, to be like, uh, yeah, you slept with my husband. I'm not going to respond to your messages ever again. Yeah. Or you know why I haven't responded to your messages. I still don't intend to. Have a good day. That's Mm -hmm. it. That's all you gotta say. You don't owe her empathy or kindness or warmth. You don't owe her anything at all. Not even a breath. But if you're Mm -hmm. gonna give it, don't give more. Don't give more than a cold breath. Because I bet what she is looking for in this email to you is for you to be like, it's okay, I forgive you. Or just something kind of even sort of nice that she can grasp onto. Because 
we have harped over and over that we think she's a really selfish person. I think she is going through that stage of guilt and feeling bad for what she did, no matter what that's rooted in. But she is feeling acutely guilty about what happened. And she wants you to reassure her ultimately, because otherwise, why would she reach out to you? Also, my last piece of advice that I will say is she did the bad thing. Do not walk around that street like it isn't yours. That's your neighborhood. She was the one who was in the wrong. She's the one who did the bad thing. You don't have to tell anybody what she did, but especially since that could be your own personal dirty laundry too, but you don't have anything to be embarrassed by. So don't be. Exactly. Well, I think that wraps up everything we have to say about this situation. Kelsey, if you do want to continue emailing us, if you have any follow-up questions, we're always happy to be here for you since we are friends now. But for anyone else out there who has a situation that you don't feel like what we had to say to Kelsey here applies to your situation, and that could be like anything, right? You failed a class and you feel like it's the end of the world, or you finally achieved something that you never thought you could achieve. It could be a happy feeling that you want some awesome celebratory Taylor music for, like anything that you want our thoughts and feelings and advice on and how to like take Taylor's discography to get you through it or like make you feel even better if it's a happy emotion please 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 send us your requests you can email us taylorningpodcast at gmail.com we can talk there about potentially setting up an episode if you don't want to reach out through email you can reach out on our socials which we'll talk about in a minute for now what are we taylorning about next week next week we're going to continue our mental cages series and we're going to break down delicate One, two, three, let's go, bitch. Be sure to not only rate us and share us, but follow us on social media on TikTok and Instagram at Podcast, on Twitter or X or whatever. I'm going to say that every week because I'm still confused. At <laughs> uh, Taylearning. And like Olivia said, you can send us an email, taylearningpodcast at gmail.com. But about anything, it can be Dear Tay Listener, it can be feedback about an episode, your thoughts, what have you, you can send it to us. So. Thank you so much to Kelsey for reaching out to us. We hope that we could help you out today. And for this week, my name is Danny. And I'm Olivia. See you next time. The snaps from the same little breaks in your snow. In your snow? In your snow. <laughs>